Hey everyone, Chris here with my good friend Dan, and welcome to another episode of A Father's Love, Healing Through Heartache. Uh, it's been an interesting couple weeks since we had our last uh, episode, and we're going to go into some deep stuff as we usually do. Um, you know, we like to keep it real and raw. We want to talk about emotions for everyone dealing with grief, and we have some big holidays coming up. And that affects people really differently when it comes to uh, grief. So those, Dan and I are going to kind of go over some things that uh, we do to get through the holiday season with our grief and maybe give you some tips and tricks on how you can get through it as well. So, Dan, how are you doing? Uh, same old. Just uh, dreading going yep. back to work tomorrow. I know. It's thanks. We, we just got done with the Thanksgiving break and already back to work Uh I think I'm dreading that more than anything. It's just that walk to work tomorrow, knowing it's going to be another long week. So, um, but well, let me throw it right to you, Dan. Like, so we just had Thanksgiving and we got, um, you know, the holiday season coming up with Christmas and how, how, how was your Thanksgiving? First off, we'll start with that. Yep. Thanksgiving here was um, pretty standard. We, we always go up to Erica's dad's house. He lives about 20 minutes away from us up in the mountains. And uh, she was able to spend time up there. Her bro- Both her brothers came in and our two, our niece and our nephew came in from her brother's side. And so we just spent the day with them. Um, it's it's a hard day for me. I've, I've never been a big fan of Thanksgiving anyways. Um, just everything about it other than the thankful part um just haven't i don't really love thanksgiving dinner too much um the only thing i really like the last few years is the bills being on and thank god they won a close game uh but that was kind of stressful but uh it's never been a very big holiday for me but erica always enjoys it and her family is the one that we get together with so it's it's still a big deal for her um, but it's it's a hard day, just like every other day, because we're going through one more day without Jameson. We're going through one more holiday without Jameson. There's that empty seat at the table, and just everything that we've we've talked about all that over the years of doing this show. And um, so it was it was hard, lonely. Um, the I guess for me the hardest. One of the hardest parts is that Jameson loves cranberry sauce. He always, he would eat the whole can of cranberry sauce if we let him. And uh, so that's the thing that triggers me every year when we're sending out all the food and passing everything around. There's that plate of cranberry sauce and just knowing that um, Reese will eat it. He likes it a lot, uh, but knowing that there's somebody missing that would have chowed down on it. So... How about you? Yeah, your, your Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, that's same. It was is about the same. I would agree that the Thanksgiving as isn't as important to me as a lot of people, but um, probably like with all the holiday seasons, seeing everyone else so happy with their families, and then you're like you're happy, but you're not. It's not at the level of happiness you want it to be, you know. So we did the Thanksgiving at my house this year. My parents came down from Buffalo to Delaware, and it went really good. Tried frying a turkey, and I didn't fail at it, so that was a success. And um, for us at the big meals, the big celebrations, we still set a a place at the table for Mason. And then, um, you know, we have his picture up. We always put his picture 
wherever he would be. So whether it's his birthday for his birthday cake or Thanksgiving or Christmas, we still set a spot for Mason. We put his picture at the table and we still talk about him uh, along with our normal, you know, dinner conversations. So um, it went good and uh, it went as well as it can, I guess, you know, same thing though, a lot of, you know, emotions as you just kind of think about the past and look at memories of past you know, holidays. It, it does make it more difficult for sure. Right. I love, I love how you honor Mason and keep him included. And we're going to talk a lot about things like that as we go through today. Um, we've, we've talked about the holidays before, but trying to shift the shift gears a little bit into maybe some of the more positive things or more memorable things, traditions for people who are listening, who are newer on this journey than we are. Uh, so I love, I love that tradition you have. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that works for our family. And like Dan and I always say, you got to find what works for, for your family to get you through that, those hard, difficult things. And uh, for us, for our family, that's just a good way to honor Mason and keep him part of the family, you know, every single holiday season. So it's, it's, um, it's kind of bittersweet, um, just because it's hard knowing that it's just a picture next to me, you know, but in my mind, I'm thinking Mason's really sitting there, you know, that's what I, that's what I do to get me through those moments for sure. So, that's nice. but speaking of that, like, you want to jump right into that or what do you, uh, well, let's, um, I want to share, um, two more things that just popped up. I know, cause again, hopefully we can change the focus a little bit more towards some positive my thanksgiving positive for memory remembering jameson um with that cranberry sauce i i went to the grocery store on the way up to erica's dad to pick up the uh, vegetable broth that was needed you got to have the trip to the grocery (laughs) store on thanksgiving day right Um, but i was able to work it out with one of the cashiers at our local grocery store that i paid for a few cans of cranberry sauce and left our kindness cards. And she promised me that she would do everything she could to get those in the hands of last minute shoppers when they brought the cranberry sauce up. That uh, Oh, just, that is a good idea. I like that a lot. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it was executed. I'm hoping that there were a few people that came through and, and she was able to catch it and just, again, it was, it's what works for our family. Like Chris just said that um, it's, it was the way I could think of to honor Jameson and and keep him included in the day. So, you know, something something I think that maybe you should talk about a little bit uh, for people that are listening that have never maybe seen it is your card that you hand out. Why don't you tell them what's on that card? And, you know, that might be a good idea for other people that want to get their loved ones um, memory out there. If they're doing something similar to what you're doing, maybe you could explain that card a little bit. Sure. Um, when Jameson passed the the immediate response was a random acts of kindness day uh, initiated by one of his best buddies out in the Raleigh area. And you can go back and listen to that episode way back at the beginning of our show. But uh, basically it led to our, our main initiative to start with Jameson's joy was spread kindness and encourage kindness. And uh, so the people that I was closest to, uh, work together and we we just had little business cards made that they have Jameson's picture on the front and they say you've been served and then on the back it says a random act of kindness and it has all our branding info and we just want 
people to go out and do a random act of kindness, whatever that is. It, it doesn't have to be the pay it forward. Um, it can be all kinds of free things for those of us who are um, struggling a little bit financially. We can we can all carry groceries, hold doors open. Um, just the other day, I was in Walmart, and there I heard a there was some lady on the phone with some man and they were look he was trying to talk her through finding a cord for a projector and all i could think i i just chuckled because i could all i could think about it was erica and i have had that exact same discussion and we had it not too long ago where she was trying to find um a screw for the electrical box for a light we were switching and she was on the phone in Lowe's and I'm trying to talk her through like it's this and this and this. And after a while, I, I'm just like, this isn't working and she's getting ticked off at me. So I told her to come <laughs> home and I went out. Uh, but I just laughed at this lady and this man and I walked over and it's like, do you need help? And she's like, yes. <laughs> so I talked no. to the guy. He, She showed me the picture he had sent and I was able to uh, let her know that they didn't have it in stock, uh, but oh, it <laughs> saved them a bunch of time at least. But it's just, it's things like that that are so simple to do in our daily life. And what I want our followers to do is to do things like that and then have a couple of the cards ready and just hand them the card and share the story of a little boy that we miss tremendously, but hopefully his legacy will help make the world a little bit more positive for some people and um so yeah that's the card and it i know um there's there's quite a few parents who have lost children who are doing the same thing because we just we want our child's death to mean something and kindness is a real easy way to do that yeah i mean i think when i saw the card it was first off a great idea i thought it was an amazing idea and it's an easy thing to do. Like you said, like you could just hold the door open for someone and hand them the card and, you know, they, they read it real quick or, you know, even like you said, just buying a, a can of cranberries and leaving the card with it. And, you know, it could brighten someone's day. That's, you know, we say it all the time, how hard the world is right now, how difficult everything is for everyone. And that little bit of kindness could be that one thing that person needs to get them through that moment. So, yeah. you know, if you, if anybody needs help with that, by all means, you should probably reach out to Dan because he has the card. But uh, yeah. I, I definitely think it's it's well worth the investment. And those cards aren't expensive at all, so no. definitely doable for everyone. Yeah, the they're super cheap to get. I mean, we got thousands of them for a hundred bucks, something like that. Uh, the other thing that the cards do, which is more really the kind act does it, it lets the grieving parents know that you care. And you're still there walking the journey with us because every time somebody shares with me a story of a kind act that they performed or I see a post of, hey, this was just done for me, um, it, it just lets us know that we're not totally forgotten. And as Chris and I have talked about many times, we're, we're a couple years in, Erica and I are going on four years, Chris is going uh, you just passed two and um we're we're at that point where most people have gone back to their lives understandably so and 
We're spending uh, many, many days looking at pictures of your happy Thanksgiving and just realizing that that's the way it should be, but that's not the way ours is. And it's nice to know that we're not totally forgotten. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like you said, we definitely expect people to get back to their lives. That is what it is, but we're never going to, there's not a day yet since Mason passed where I haven't thought about him in some way, shape or form. And, you know, the regrets or the wishes I wanted for the future, how those dreams are dashed and gone. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I want to, um, definitely makes it more difficult. Yeah. I want to mention too, uh, real quick to everybody who's grieving the importance that you advocate for yourself. Um, Erica's dad, the last two or three years at both Thanksgiving and Christmas time has asked me to pray for the meal. And in a normal life, I'd be more than happy to do that. But again, as I've shared my, my walk with God since we lost Jameson has been a lot different. And I'm trying hard to get back to where I'm supposed to be as a Christian, but it's hard. Um, and Thanksgiving, it's really hard to sit there and, and be all thankful in a prayer on a day that, again, there's my empty seat right next to me that should be a little boy eating cranberry sauce. Uh, so this year, right before dinner was said, I just, I asked Erica to do it because it was her dad, but I'm just, hey, I know he's going to ask me to pray. Uh, can you just let him know I'm not comfortable with that? And she did, and he was fine with it. I think I think it's just another one of those examples that people who aren't going through grief, they just don't think about it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But those of us who are going through it, we need to advocate for ourselves and help people learn how to interact with us and what to expect from us. Because if we don't tell them, there's no way they're going to ever know. Yeah, I mean, 100% agree. You have to be willing to, you know, and you're not, you don't got to be rude about it. You just say, hey, I'm just not comfortable or it's not going to work out the way you're maybe thinking. And like you said, a lot of people just aren't in the same mindset that we are. So, you know, I, I actually just had the same thing for myself happen when uh, I went home for my grandfather's passing. And the funeral home was the exact same funeral home that Mason was in. And, um, you know, I told my dad, I was like, we're not going to be there very long. Just so you know, I'm, we'll show up for the wake for a couple minutes, but don't expect me to be there for the whole time because I knew I was going to get a rush of memories as 100% we did just pulling up into the parking lot. So uh, you have to be your advocate and willing to speak for yourself and, uh, your own mental well-being is just as important as those other people you're around with. So, Right. So, Chris, let's back up a few steps. And uh, for everybody that doesn't follow you on Facebook, why don't you share the whole story of your Thanksgiving took a, a whole new twist this year? Yeah, a couple weeks ago, uh, my grandfather passed away. And, um, you know, he was 93 years old. He lived a long life. So, um you know, I think everyone's, of course, a little bit sad when a family member passes. But at 93, we all knew it was coming. We could all mentally prepare for that, and we were ready for that to happen. He had fallen and broken his hip and had surgery. And right off the bat, the surgery didn't go well, and the healing wasn't happening. He was going to have to go under for surgery again. Um, you know, at 93 years old, having hip 
surgery twice in a month is not probably ideal for anyone. So uh, he progressively got a little worse and ended up passing away. And um, of course, you know, we wanted to go home and pay our respects. So we did, but it was definitely difficult. First off, the wake was on Mason's birthday, his 10th birthday, a very important birthday for us. Um, Mason always talked about how he was going to be considered a big kid when he was 10. So 10th birthday was uh, super important for us. And then on top of that, as I said, you know, the, the wake was at the same exact funeral home that Mason was in. So um, just a whirlwind of emotions and um, not so much sadness for my grandfather. I, I, I'm not happy either, not joyous, but kind of numb, actually, to be honest. It didn't really affect me either way. Um, I think just because I've been gone a long time. I, I mean, I talk to my grandfather usually once a month, but, um, you know, he was 93. I knew he was going to pass soon. But uh, all the other emotions of, you know, whether it be Mason's birthday or the funeral home, um, really were difficult for sure. So um, we ended up going to the wake for about an hour or hour and a half. And then we went to uh, Amanda's family house. And uh, like we always do every year, we have a birthday cake for Mason. We sing happy birthday. And this year we got to do it with all more family members around us. So that was great, you know, to celebrate Mason for a little while. And uh, the next day was the funeral. Funeral went uh, as planned you know, normal. I think, uh, the one thing for me is I really had a lot of flashbacks, even though Mason's funeral wasn't in a church because of COVID. Um, I had a lot of flashbacks, the same priest that did Mason's funeral did my grandfather's funeral. So, you know, just constant bombardment of, of memories and really led to a lot of mental drain by the end of the week for sure. And then to top it all off, being in Buffalo, if those haven't heard, we got hit with about four to six feet of snow that night after the funeral. Um, had a couple travel bans, couldn't leave for a couple extra days. Um, luckily, we were able to get out on Sunday and head back to Delaware. Um, but just a, a very hectic and mentally draining week for sure uh, with everything going on. Yeah, I just... I picture myself in that situation and I would have I just imagine I would have been a total mess with with all of that going on with Mason's birthday and being on Thanksgiving Day and your grandpa in the same funeral home in the same everything that was the same uh, I just that is I don't know the right word impressive that you made it through I don't know the right yep. word. Well, thanks. <laughs> uh, I think, like we said, you, you kind of don't have a choice a lot of times. You got to push through no matter what. And I think that's kind of where we were at. You know, I got to give props and a lot of respect to my wife, who was um, very, you know, nervous about going back to the funeral home where Mason was at. And she was, she did it for me. Ultimately, she did it for my family. And, you know, I love her for doing such a thing like that. And uh, very difficult. A lot of, like I said, a lot of, kind of PTSD flashback memories of everything happening, um, especially the funeral home. That one was probably the hardest one of all. Um, but we made it through and on to the next one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully more positive ones. Yeah. You just said two things that I think are important to talk about. Um, first of all, we've talked in the past about uh, fighting for your marriage. And 
talk a little more about the fact that Amanda, if I know her at all, this crushed her to go to the funeral home. Um, but talk about what that meant to you to have your wife, as hard as it was, have her standing there beside you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I of course, love my wife dearly, and I know how hard it was for her. Um, and I know she did it for me, ultimately, in the long run, which it means the world to me overall. And uh, I couldn't be happier that she was willing to come. And, um, you know, like I said, those memories that come flashing back, back at you, they're really hard, really difficult to overcome sometimes. And uh, um, we were able to get through it together. We stuck together the whole night as much as we could. And uh, yeah, I think the, you know, knowing that it was Mason's birthday and we wanted to get out of there too as quick as we could to go celebrate Mason. And then, um, you know, that earlier that day we had gone to Mason's grave. We took a huge balloon, um, display and put it up there um you know just things like that just things that uh, we wanted we wanted the day to be as positive as we could because it was mason's 10th birthday even with the wake going on so we tried to make the day as positive as we could and she did an amazing job as always yeah i loved and again i hate using the word loved but i love seeing the picture of you all at the gravesite with the balloons and i'm glad you had that moment um obviously yeah. bittersweet it is, yeah. I mean, I think uh, for those listening, I, you you got to find, we say it all the time, you got to find your own thing. And that was something important to us. We wanted to visit Mason as a family with those balloons. Um, sometimes we try to take a little toy and we'll leave it there for them or whatever we got to do. So, um, yeah, it was, it was bittersweet, but we were able to make it and, you know, we got through it all. So, yeah. Um, I think it's important, again, to stress, like you just alluded to, that you've got to do your own thing. When grief is an individual thing and each one of us needs to do what's going to help us take that next step. But when we're in a marriage or any kind of relationship and relationships with our children as well, we've got to also make sure that we're doing our own thing as a family Um so there's a lot of different uh, pathways of doing your own thing. And with all the marriages that take a hit, understandably so when you're grieving the loss of a child, you've got to figure out what works for you individually and then talk to your spouse so that you can do what works for you together as a couple and as a family. Um, Erica this year, uh, she knows how... Thanksgiving day up at her dad's and it's nothing against her dad or anything, but it's just a long day for me. It's not my immediate family. Um, so it's just, it's a long day for me. So this year she, she's also worried cause her dad is getting old. Um, and it's hard for her brothers to make the trip out here. She's just worried that this may have been the last Thanksgiving that we all have together. So she threw out the idea to me on Wednesday that, um, she'd like to stay the night with her brother and her dads, and she's totally okay with me coming up separately whenever I wanted to on Thanksgiving Day. And I think that was a that was huge um, because again, she was recognizing my desires and my needs along with hers and finding a way that we could work together to make it the best day possible for everybody involved. 
And so that's what we did. Um, we we went up a little bit separate times. And after dinner, I left with Reese. We came home, and she stayed with her brothers and her dad. And they just talked and watched a movie and, and then got to hang out the next morning as well. And it it was helpful for everybody involved to to have that happen that way. Yeah, no. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I think about it with us, with me and Amanda and, you know, same thing. She has a really, really close connection with her family and I love her family. There's no, I don't have any issues with her family, but there are definitely times where I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm ready to go home. And she wants to stay and keep talking and, you know, having those conversations and allowing those types of things to happen. It just makes it better for everyone. Everyone's happy. Everyone gets what they want out of it. And, uh, you know, it keeps the marriage in a good and doesn't lead to like friction or anything like that in the long run. Right. You also mentioned a few minutes ago strength. Um, let's talk about strength and be strong during the holidays or be strong for your other kids. Uh, I've seen uh, the Twitter feed of one of the parents from the Uvalde. And I mean, they're right. I mean, what's it been? Five months or six months for them. And so this is their first holiday without their children. <laughs> And one of the most common phrases, she, she's constantly talking about, I don't want to celebrate any holidays, it's too hard. And anybody who's lost a child totally understands that. I think we've probably all at least had that thought, if not seriously contemplating it. Um, but the most common response is, be strong, you've got to do it for your son. And that makes my blood boil. Um because we're we're being strong getting up out of bed every day. We're being strong literally doing every single thing that we accomplished during the day, we're being strong. And for somebody to say, and again, we know that you mean well, but for somebody to say, be strong and celebrate Christmas for your son, the message that you're really sending is you're failing at being strong already, so get strong and be strong for your other kid. And it's just, it infuriates me to hear people say that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, and I think uh, most of the times people that are saying that they haven't dealt with the kind of grief that we've dealt with. So it's, like you said, they just don't understand the messaging. They're, they want to be positive. They're trying to be positive. Uh, but most of the times they're putting off a negative, you know, a negative comment with it really is what it comes down to because they just don't understand that grief. I remember my first year um, without Mason and man, the anxiety building up to the holidays was almost just as bad as the holidays themselves. Right. Um, and, you know, this person, this lady, she's already dealing with so much grief. Uh, it's such, losing her child in such a horrific way. Um, gosh, for people to be saying that they, they need to, you know, take a step back and kind of put their put themselves in her feet and or in her shoes and kind of have that understanding that you know being strong. First off, being strong is different for every single person. Mm -hmm. Like you said, her being strong could be just her waking up and going through her day with her kids already. Let alone throwing the holidays in the mix. And it's not the same. It's not. It's never going to be the same. It's a different now. And what they're trying to do is navigate that different life and figure out how they're going to get through it. Um, right. So those people that are saying, you know, be strong, do it for this person or that person, 
you have to be strong enough to get through it yourself before you can start helping other people. So you have to figure out your own, you know, your own strength really is what I guess I'm getting at. Right. And that we've talked about this before too. It's, it's hard grieving the loss of a child, but then also being there for your spouse, but then also being there for each of your other children um, each one of those is a different compartment that takes every ounce of strength we can possibly muster to <clears throat> succeed at. And it it's draining and um, disheartening many times. And again, just to hear then, hey, be strong and do this. I'm like, I'm, I'm like drowning in everything I do. And now yep. here's one more thing I've got to do. Oh, my God, I can't do that. Exactly. It all comes kind of back to that, that, you know, boat story of, you know, you're on the boat in the storm and sometimes or swimming, whatever you want to do, whether your your boat is sinking in the storm or whether you're you're swimming and sometimes you're underwater, sometimes it calms down, you're doing fine. There's so many emotions getting thrown at you at once and, you know, having the outside comment. And some people will actually say, um, this is kind of weird, Dan, you might be able to jump in on this too. Like I found that myself posting pictures of Mason and after he passed was kind of like a, a positive for me, kept his memory alive. And this could be a way that the lady is, you know, trying to make herself feel a little better. And these people are actually not helping her and making it worse overall. I don't know if you had that same experience or not. I agree. I think um, every, I think probably 99% of my posts now are about Jameson um, because yeah, it keeps him alive in my heart. And as we've talked about before, um, if if we start if we stop talking about him, then he is truly dead completely. And that's just not something I want to look at that option. Um, so yeah, I will post pictures, I will post stories, I will post uh, things other people do in his name, because for that little nugget of time, it brings joy to my heart. And it, it quickly goes back to the grief and the loneliness and missing him and all that stuff. But at least for that nugget of time, I've got a little bit of joy that my son's alive in somebody's heart. And if enough people create enough nuggets, maybe we'll have some moments of time that that are just a little more positive. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love when people bring up a memory about Mason. To me, it, it does keep his memory alive and keep things going and it's a positive and a motivator for me to keep going um especially with like jameson's joy or miles for mason like you want those things because you're affecting other people in the long run with our organizations as well so huge huge ordeal big you know i I would say this like in the holiday season for those people dealing with grief you got to do what makes you feel happy because you know you can't (laughs) it's impossible to please everyone first, first off. And uh, when you're dealing with all that grief, you're not going to please anyone. You need to just work on pleasing yourself and getting yourself in the right state of mind. Once you're there, then you get back to making others happy, but you really got to be in that happy mindset first. You and I've been doing this too long. Cause that was exactly my next question was <laughs> what advice for people that are just starting out on this. And it's like the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first. Um, you've, yes. you've got to do you and no matter what anybody else says, who cares? You've got to do what works for you. 
then you got to when you're when you can do what works for your marriage and do what works for your kids. But yeah, if you're not in a good spot, you're not going to be good for anybody else either. Exactly. I mean, and it, it, it's a hundred percent true. I mean, it's, what good can you really do if you're in a deep depression and you know, how are you really going to be able to help anyone else in that sense? So right. you really need to work on yourself first. Exactly. So, but you know, getting into that, Dan, and with the holidays, like, um, what kind of new traditions have you and uh, your family started doing to keep Jameson's memory alive uh, there in your house? Yeah, so that's, um, I'm kind of kicking myself for not thinking of these sooner. Um, but I like the things that are popping into our mind each year. I like what's going on. Um, Erica and Reese and Jameson love Legos together. And uh, so Erica from the first Christmas has continued purchasing a Lego set for Jameson. And she and Reese will put that together and, and add it to the collection that we have. Uh, so that's special. Uh, but the thing that we started, I think it was, I think this is the third year. Uh, we bought one of the little three foot white Christmas trees. And that is Jameson's special tree. And we just, we collect an, uh, ornaments. We add a new ornament every year. Something that really tells the story of who he is. So we've got, we've got a couple of the generic um loved one in heaven and the piece of our earth is missing those kind of things but uh we have a one all about baseball last year we added a rubik's cube um just things that really tell his story of what he was interested in uh we also invite each year anybody that wants to to send an ornament and we'll put it on the tree um it we we want it to be something again, that tells his story, not just some generic ornament, but we've had a few of his best friends have sent ornaments that we, we demonstrate, we display on the tree. So that's, that's special. That's really kind of the only Christmas thing I really care that we put up at these days. Uh, but it, it's a nice little tree that lets him be a part of it. Uh, the other thing that we've done, not just with Christmas, but throughout the year, uh, just realizing how hard the delivery people work all year long, but especially during the holidays and going back to the kindness thing, we've set up a table of snacks in our entryway for all the delivery people and added the kindness cards and a little note, just thanking them for all their hard work. And we appreciate what they do and take a snack in honor of Jameson. And uh, so Erica was able to get that set up. I guess it was yesterday and it, it looks fantastic, and we've we've actually bumped into a few of the delivery people over the the time that we've done it, and they've been very appreciative. And um, some of them know the story because obviously people being local, um, and then some of them are just they have no idea what they're walking into when they walk up to their house. But we we enjoy doing that again. It's just if we can make somebody else's day a little bit better. Then and do it in Jameson's name, then we're we're all for that. And I know the delivery people take a lot of grief all year long, but especially this time of year. Uh, they're away from their families for hours on end, uh, dealing with a lot of people who are unhappy because their package was a day late or whatever it was. Um, 
So it's just it's just an easy, easy, cheap way to to spread some kindness and to say thank you. So those are the, I think yeah. the big things that we do. Yeah, I saw that table. I mean, it looked it looked awesome and great idea. Like you said, those are people that don't get enough credit um, for their hard work and dedication to really our country because that's really what keeps a lot of things going in our country is those yeah. people's hard work. So um, awesome idea overall. And uh, yeah, I know I love I love the the tree. I love that you post pictures of the tree and you show the different ornaments. You know, totally great. You know, great way to honor Jameson overall on the holiday season. So. Uh, kudos to you guys for coming up with that great idea and i'm sure you don't mind if other people take that idea <laughs> absolutely not i um i one of the ladies that commented on that picture um she just lost her child just months ago so this is her first holiday and she i asked her if she had any ideas for things that she could do and she said they're taking her child's um, old T-shirts and making a tree skirt out of them. And just what a beautiful, beautiful way to honor your child. Yeah, well, that's another great idea that I really like. That's that's pretty awesome overall. So, I mean, those, there's definitely some crafty people come out, out there that can come up with some, some amazing things. So yeah. if you have an idea, definitely try to roll with it and go with it. It'll, it'll make you feel better on those difficult days for sure. Absolutely. Uh, for for us, we we pretty much um, every year the boys get a Christmas ornament from Amanda and myself that goes in their stocking, and we just continued that. Mason still gets one every single year, goes on the tree with all his other ornaments, and uh, um, you know, like I said, the other tradition is really all the big holidays. As Mason still sits at the table with us, uh, he has a place setting at the table with his picture right there with us. So. Those are the big things that we do every single, you know, holiday season to keep Mason as close to us as we can. So, yeah, for me, listening to you talk, it it kind of takes me back to the question of how many children do you have, and grieving parents seem to struggle with that a lot. And I have two sons; one of them's here, one of them's in heaven. But we're still going to celebrate <laughs> as much as we can with him, just in our exactly. hearts, not here physically. You know, and I, I, I would say that I did struggle with that question at the very beginning a lot, um, especially with like a lot of military things would say, how many kids do you have or how many of this or that? And I would have to, sometimes I wrote three and then it just felt wrong. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. So now no matter what I write for every single time. And then if I have to give the explanation I do, and as the time has gone on, it's gotten a lot easier. It's not as difficult as it used to be. Yeah. I think. I look at it too. It's like for those of us whose parents have grand passed away or grandparents have passed away. It's like, do we still have a mother and a father? Yeah. Um, they're just not here with us on earth anymore. We still have our boys. They're just not here with us on earth. Exactly. So. Nope. hundred percent agree. So I wonder, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, um, Facebook's kind of made me think yesterday and today a little bit of going back to my struggle with signs um, I wonder if it's just the fact that technology is always listening or a sign. Um, it's like, it's like two, I don't think it can be technology on this one, but, um, there were ads for the Scrabble tiles that people put on their walls and yep. it was the names of, I assume the kids and they had Madison and James and they had it lined up where it said Jameson. 
uh, right oh, where nice. they met. Um, so that touched me yesterday. And then this morning, I saw an ad for a personalized little tree ornament with up to 18 names. And Jameson's not a super common name, I don't think. Correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. Uh, but Jameson was one of the names on there. So those were those were two th times that I really did take a step back and say, man, maybe he is with us. Yeah, I 100% I believe that that is Jameson trying to tell you, hey, Dad, I'm, you know, I'm here with you. I'm thinking about you. And uh, Same thing with us. I mean, it always seems to be at the most perfect moment where we're at our lowest and we're thinking about Mason that we get a, a penny from heaven or we get a, you know, um, something with Mason's name on it right in front of us. And, you know, we just kind of look at each other, chuckle a little and say, yeah, that's him. He's with us right now. So, yeah. um, do I remember, um, in your family photos and even the ones that Mason's grave, do you hold a picture of him in a lot of those? Yeah, we do. We have we do hold a picture. Um, whenever we have it with us, we definitely have Mason's picture in all the family photos. Um, it's an eight by ten photo. Um, and then Mason's picture is on his grave itself, so uh, we don't have it there on that. But um, his picture is already out there. And yeah, every picture in front of the Christmas tree, or you know, um, even the one with my parents at Thanksgiving. You know, you can see Mason's picture right in there uh, with the family picture. So. Um, just another way to keep him with us for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I know Eric and I are talking lately. Um, we're going to get, again, I wish I had done it sooner, but we're going to get probably a little wristband, one of those wristbands with his name and it's, you can put ashes inside of it and we're yep. not going to put the ashes inside because we both agree that that just seems wrong. Pulling away a few of the ashes from the whole urn. Um, but we have his hair, so we're going to stick some of his hair in there so that, again, just we have that connection. He's touching us every day. And then uh, I'm looking at getting a couple of the rings for us with his fingerprints on them. Um, just, yeah, no, I, that's perfect. I think those are those are some ideas. Maybe somebody listening, uh, maybe, maybe that's a Christmas gift that you can get your loved one. Um, and I could also see it being very... Um, upsetting depending on where everybody is in their grief so give it some real thought and again yep. listen to your spouse and what what they're feeling what their thoughts are but um, it, it could go either way something to think about yeah we uh amanda and i both have amanda has a necklace with uh mason's fingerprint on it and i have a ring with mason's fingerprint on it and, uh, yeah, I mean, I wear my ring every single day. I give it a kiss every time I take it off. Same thing with Amanda. She gives it a kiss every time she takes it off. So um, definitely give some thought into that for sure. Absolutely. So, Chris, if you um, just, just kind of wrap it up, what, what will be the one or two main things that you want to tell people who are probably fresher on their road of grief as they're going through the holiday season? What? Yeah, I mean, I think I would have to say is, you know, take it slow. You don't have to rush through, um, you know, the moments. They're going to be sad moments. And I really say embrace the sadness. And um, as, the, as I move through my grief more and more, the more I embrace the sadness, the more I'm able to move through it onto the next step. 
if that makes sense. Um, when I let myself cry, when I let myself be sad, when I let myself have a bad moment, it takes all of that negative energy built up inside of me away and helps me to get through the next moment for sure. So um, that would be my biggest piece of advice for those that are new in grief, dealing with um, you know their first holiday without their loved one is don't be afraid to embrace the sadness. It's going to be a hard holiday no matter what you do. Um, you might as well get through this one and make this one the worst one um, without them so that next year it can be better. And it gets a little better each year, it feels like. Uh, at least that's how it's felt for me overall. Yeah. How I about would you, say, you um, just to reiterate, advocate for yourself because, yeah, you've, and it goes along with what Chris just said embrace the sadness, embrace the tears because you're not going to heal if you hold it all inside. So let it out um, in responsible ways, obviously, but let it out and and help yourself take that one next step forward on that journey. But be you um, as you go through the season, advocate for yourself and do what you need to do and have those discussions respectfully with your spouse, with your children to make sure that everybody's getting what they need at that moment yeah and that's another uh, amazing point is everyone has different levels of grief and different needs at those moments and if everyone understands what they all need you can all work together as a team to get through those moments for sure instead of you know having the friction and the difficulty of it yeah. all right. so well i don't think i got anything else brother how about yeah. you yeah i think i think i've shared everything i have we're out so, of wisdom for the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you started with more than I did. So um, Chris and I are always looking for feedback. Uh, we'd love to hear from people who are listening. What traditions have you established to honor your loved ones? And um, if you have any um, helpful tips for other people who are um, going through the holidays, um, tips for how they can make it through successfully, uh, we'd love to hear them. If you leave a comment on the YouTube page uh, or leave a comment on the Facebook pages, whatever, but just share any ideas and tips that you have. We'd love to hear them and we'd love for our listeners to be able to see a wider ver a variety of ideas from than just us two. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, you know, let us know what your, what your traditions are. I think it's awesome. These other traditions. So yeah, with that, um, we want to wish everybody the best holiday you can possibly have. Um, again, that's an individual thing. Just, um, but Chris and I are, are we're praying for you. We're thinking about you. We're wishing you all the best. Um, if you need anything, we are always here. Um, it it makes our day. We get um, an email or two every week from somebody. Um, it just it makes our day to, to be able to just share our journeys with other people and to hear your journeys and uh, provide any any help that we can. So. Definitely. And uh, all right, with that, uh, thank you all for listening. We know how important your time is, especially taking time away from your family if you're listening. Um, if you're ever thinking about suicide or need any kind of mental health need, 
get help, reach out, call 988 if you need to. It's just like 911. It's a, they'll help you get the help you need. Um, these holiday seasons can be really hard on people dealing with grief. So don't be afraid to reach out. And uh, Dan and I are always here to help as well. Just reach out to us on any social media. We'll, we'll help out any way we can. And uh, otherwise, with that, thank you for listening to A Father's Love, Healing Through Heartache. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.